instead of saying you should be able to do this, this is what this is going to look like, this is how this is going to work, what if we asked them what they think is going to happen? Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. When we think about motivation or inspiration inside of the work that we're doing with our clients through the lens of trying to get them to take action on something that they otherwise probably wouldn't do on their own is flawed. (laughs) It's flawed because um, we have to remember that when our clients come to us, right, we're not their first experience with these sorts of goals. We're not their first experience dipping their toe into the strategies that we're probably offering them. And so with their previous experience comes a whole schwack of beliefs. They've they've built up a belief system about what they're capable of and what they're not capable of, right? So when we approach motivation and inspiration through the lens of, "I, I need to help this person take an action that they otherwise wouldn't take, and we, we come at them from the perspective of trying to convince them about why what we're asking them to do will get them to that end result and how doing what we're asking them to do will get them to that end result. When there's that convincing type of energy underpinning the motivation or the inspiration that sort of lives on the surface, their subconscious mind picks up on that. Their subconscious mind is where all of those beliefs are stored, all of their failures, all of their memories, all of the evidence to support their thought process that this isn't going to work for me, that this doesn't feel good for me, that that's going to be painful to do. Even if on the surface, they're nodding their head and saying, yes, I understand. Yes, I can do this. Yes, I, I see how this is going to doing this will get me there. Their subconscious mind is going ding, 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 ding. This is not going to work for you because look at all this evidence we have to support the fact that these strategies are not going to be what's going to get you to move forward. These strategies are flawed for you. These strategies create more pain for you. You fail when you use these strategies. Even if the strategies that you're giving them aren't the same as the ones that they've experienced before. Their subconscious mind sort of groups them all together and creates similarities between them. So in in their mind, it all kind of feels the same, right? So why why am I offering this to you? Because when we approach our conversations with our clients through the lens of trying to hype them up or push them forward or explain what they should be doing or shouldn't be doing and why, they're going to resist you 99% of the time. The only way they wouldn't resist is if they don't have a past lived experience that's going to tell them that that strategy isn't going to work. But most people have gone through the process of trying to reach these goals before. So they're going to have that evidence. Rare is the client who has never tried anything before to get to this goal. Okay, very, very rare. It's a unicorn client. And they're not gonna resist anything because they have no lived experience telling them that that's not gonna work or that they're going to fail. 
So you have to work under the assumption that their mind is going to push back against any sort of convincing type energy. Now, you know, you'll know you're convincing inside of how you're trying to motivate and inspire because you're going to be using words like should, as I used just a moment ago. The reason why we use these words, the reason why we shift into a convincing type energy isn't because we're trying to like hook our claws into them and, and make them believe everything that we believe, right? That's not it. But we have to remember that our mind is also working 24-7. Our mind is also assessing what we see in front of us, creating stories about it, and changing our tonality, changing our delivery, changing the way we're presenting ourselves so that we feel like an expert, so that we feel certain, so that we feel in control. And the way that normally comes through is by convincing in order to motivate. So, I invite you to watch yourself in conversation with your clients. At what point in your client journey do you start to feel a little bit of that like convincing type energy come through where you're like, if they just listened to me, I could get them there. If they just believed this, I could get them there. If they just trusted in this strategy, I could get them there. Because anytime you're coming at them through your lens, using your bias of what you believe to be the way that they need to use in order to get to their goals, we are inherently trying to instill into them our beliefs instead of guiding them to explore their own beliefs. That's the difference. A true inspirational leader, a true motivator is not operating from their own bias. This is also incredibly rare. This is a skill you can accomplish, you can acquire simply by practicing awareness in yourself and how you're delivering the message you have for, for your client or for your audience online. It's so crucially important that you begin to recognize where is my bias leading the conversation versus where am I trying to better understand their bias? Those are so incredibly different inside of the conversations that you're having. In order to truly understand the beliefs your client is walking into this conversation with, you cannot be leading them from a hypey, um, convincing, traditionally motivating place where your bias is in control. Because when you're coming at them from that point, you are just trying to get them to believe what you believe so that you can create a result that you feel good about. And so they see your value and they view you as expert and they give you praise and that all feels great. Instead though, we must be able to help them better understand what is their lived experience? What are the biases they're coming into this relationship with? What are the beliefs they have about what's possible and what's not possible for them? When we present them with a strategy, instead of saying, you should be able to do this, this is what this is going to look like, this is how this is going to work, what if we asked them what they think is going to happen? What if we presented them with a strategy and asked them, how does that feel for you? What's coming up for you when you think about using this strategy? Macros is a perfect example, okay? I used to coach macros. Macros was my strategy of choice. In fact, there was a point in my career where if a client couldn't track their macros, 
I couldn't help them. It was a massive bias I had that macros were the best way. And I created this bias because macros were how I actually became healthier and relearned how to listen to my body. And um, I went through a whole journey where I was like bulking up and leaning out and whatever, right? The whole thing. And macros was how I did that. So when I became a coach, I very naturally migrated to using macros because it was a strategy I felt good with and understood. However, is it true that if someone can't track their food, that I am unable to help them? No, it's not true. But I was trying to impose my own belief that macros were the best way because look at look at what I experienced and this this could be your reality too. And I just want you to feel freedom from food just like I had. And this is what we're going to do to get you there. When I came at it from that lens, I was totally blind to the clients who were getting triggered by the idea of macros. I was totally blind to the clients who had tried macros before and it didn't work well for them. And they have all this evidence to support the fact that it's not going to work this time. But in my mind, I was like, yeah, but I do it different. I'm better. I understand it better. I can coach you through this better. Your macros weren't right last time. They were, you were eating too little, da, 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 right? And then my stories keep going. So if this is resonating. I really want you to catch yourself in that bias. Like where is your mind justifying what you're offering your clients and imposing onto them versus if you push that away and you open up yourself to exploring this from a 30,000 foot view, what could you see? Could you notice the little hesitations in your client's body language? Could you notice the shakiness in their voice? Could you notice the shifting of their eyes and, and how uncomfortable that strategy feels for them? Could you notice them pull back when you try and motivate them? Could you notice them cringe when you try and slang an inspirational mantra at them? And do you have the courage to ask them why that's happening? That's all you have to do. Curiosity kills your ego. Your ego wants to always know. And if you tell yourself, you don't know the whole truth, let's explore that with this person. Now we have a real opportunity for the client to become a co-creator in their journey. For us to look at the strategy and not necessarily change the strategy if they're getting triggered by it, but to look at why they're getting triggered and explore those past belief structures and begin to strip them away so that they feel inspired because it came from inside of them, not because you told them that this is the best way to reach their goals and we're going to get there fast and da 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 Okay? I invite you to try this this week. And I invite you to let me know how it goes. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It feels massively uncomfortable. It's like, ooh, giving up control. Why am I doing this? But this is truly the most powerful path forward to becoming a team with your client instead of feeling like we always need to be like pulling them along on this journey, motivating, hyping, inspiring, proving, convincing, right? That doesn't have to be your reality we need to have a different type of conversation if we want to shift the scales and put more power into the hands of our clients so that they can for themselves understand how to motivate themselves, how to inspire themselves and why and why what we're trying to offer them is the best possible path forward for them or giving them the opportunity to say, that's not for me. 
can we explore a different way? That can be equally as powerful for both of you. I know it will be a growth edge, right? It'll be a huge growth edge, especially if you don't feel confident with other strategies. But let that be an invitation to grow then, not to stay stagnant, recycling the same strategy with every client, but to explore who are the people who need something different from me and how can I lean into that, no matter how comfortable that is, and learn how to offer that something different. Okay, if you have any questions, you know where to find me. I am more than happy to answer them. And I'll be seeing you soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.